0: This week, we'll be talking about PlayStation possibly buying Square Enix, FTC questioning Sony's Bunchy purchase, Apex Legends Season 13 is here, and more on Press X to Start podcast. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choice. I am joined by... John M.F. Ross. What the M.F. stand for? I don't know. Get your weight up. Get your weight up. Look at that. The M and F are both silent. Who else is here?
1: I'm Avery. Hello. Nailed it.
0: As usual. Present Star Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. With that being said, and I know who we are, I think it is time for us to jump into the quick hits. Avery, take it away.
1: Okay, hey, so the first quick hit is a story that pretty much broke when we were recording our last podcast. So if you understand it's space time, continuum, with press X to start, then you realize that that was a few weeks ago. <laughs> but we're current. We're here to talk about the news. So exactly. this, this is from Kotaku.com. This is from Luke Plunkett Square Enix selling Tomb Raider, DFX and Thief, as well as the studios that make them. So the right. Embracer group, the massive video game conglomerate that is pretty much the kings of saying they make double-A games, but not actually putting out double-A games. Uh, in a $300 million deal, Crystal Dynamics, Idols Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, who are responsible for the Deus Ex games, the Tomb Raider games, as well as oh, was Idols Montreal? I can't off, off the back of my head remember what Square Enix Montreal was doing, but pretty much, they got rid of majority of their bigger... You're, you're West-
0: forgetting... You're forgetting the biggest game out of all of them. Marvel's Avengers.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be wrapping up in the Marvel deal, which is a separate story, mm-hmm. uh, like a sub story to this. I wasn't going to mention okay. it here. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah. Okay. So they sold off those three studios and there are two other bits of story that we got out of this is one that Square Enix lost 200 million dollars on making Marvel's Avengers. And that's okay. through their yeah. mismanagement of that game's early rollout. And then that game struggled to put out content afterwards and maintain it as a game to service and where it really is now, which is a, hey, I hope you like skins from the MCU because we put on a lot of them in there and that's all we're talking about, which is fun. And I love that so much, but there's like 60 years of Marvel comics for these characters, do something else. I don't need this character to wear Chris Evans' outfit and not look like Chris Evans. That's a whole different conversation. (laughs) But yeah, they sold these three studios for 300 million dollars which is an insane number when you really think about the context of other video game deals that have happened that PlayStation bought Bungie for somewhere around 7 billion?
0: Yeah. 3 billion. Yeah.
1: No, the 3?
0: Yeah, 3.6, 3. 6. Oh, Okay, yeah,
1: I th- oh, sorry. PlayStation bought just Bungie for 3.6 and they lost three AAA studios for 300 million dollars.
0: It it definitely feels like a fire sale to me like it seems like Square Enix was like, hey, yeah, you take it, we, we don't, we're done. We're done with this. We're gonna try get and get these NFTs, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: when people saw this, people asked Square, why did you do this? And they're saying, hey, we're trying to, these studios were legitimately losing us money. Like when Square Enix was saying these studios underperformed, they weren't smoking crack about, like it didn't matter that the two Raider games were, uh, at least some of them were critically acclaimed, that the Deus Ex games were games that everyone liked, Ultimately, these large studios who were outside of Square Enix's Japanese like purview were bleeding money from Square and not living up to like their financial potential. So they, yeah. they made a decision to just get rid of them and sort of like, uh, they did with IO, they let the studios keep their IP. So the Embracer group got all the games and not just the ones they were currently working on and known for, but every game, those studios inevitably were like, had a history of making, which is even more insane than the deal with only $300 million.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, man, I I definitely just feel like Square Enix was just like, we don't have any urge to use any of these properties. So you guys can just take the stuff that you got. And at least we won't look like the villains by selling off the studios and just keeping the IP. So they would be free to do whatever they want to do.
1: Yeah. So Square's exact response was the transaction will assist the company in adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources, which translates, like, we don't have to spend this much money on these Western studios and maintaining them so we can take that money and put it elsewhere into other studios. Back to the quote, which will enhance corporate value by accelerating growth in the company's core business in the digital entertainment domain that's a little little bit corporate speak that I can't really tell you what it means, but (laughs) I guess it means more popular games, means we put more of those popular games out. Uh, In addition to transaction, enable the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in the fields involved, including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. So blockchain is like code words, we're we're trying to make NFTs. Uh, So-
2: I wanna be a fly on the wall for that uh, board meeting, them actually breaking down what blockchain is. (laughs) <laughs> to the people that hold the
0: purse strings. The best part, though, it has to be translated into Japanese. So there's definitely going to be some. No, it has to be
1: trans. It's a Japanese company. It has to be translated into English first.
0: You're right. I- I'm assuming the person who is talking is an American guy trying to sell blockchain on- to <laughs> Square Enix. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, blockchain is a um, multinational venture. Yeah. So, like, I, I think. With this being said, now we have a Square Enix that is what a hundred percent Japanese, I, right?
1: I believe or so. I believe they still have. I don't think they own Deck Nine. Let me check because they might own yeah. Deck Nine, and that's the Life what of Strange What the hell did they make? Oh, the okay. life, the last Life of Strange game.
0: Mm. So yeah, like with that being said, like Square Enix is kind of ripe for the buying.
1: Like uh, they don't own Deck Nine.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, so more than likely they're at least ninety nine percent completely Japanese now. Yeah. So, um with that being said, I believe a couple uh, episodes ago, Avery, you made a prediction about someone, was some a, company.
1: Was a, was a couple of episodes ago. It was when I returned <laughs> to the show for E3, we're all making predictions, and I was like, oh. I, haven't, I haven't thought about video games like this in a while, so I'm gonna make some Gatorade get hype moments based on things <laughs> yeah. I wanna see. I think this is pre, the Beth- no, this has to be post Bethesda being bought. Yeah, it had to be post yeah. Bethesda being bought. Yeah. So I was like, hey man, if I was Sony and I was sitting on the war chest of money and I wanted to combat Microsoft, I would buy Square Enix. You just like, mm-hmm. no, why would you wanna buy Square Enix? Like yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Talk. And I'm like, wow. DJ, I play a lot of square games and you are underselling how much shit they <laughs> put out and how big yeah. those games are and what type of market that means.
0: And, and then we, in we, the we, same breath, I'm like, no, no, no. So you should buy me <laughs> And I also
1: told you- So he couldn't afford me <laughs> I just didn't know. Yeah, so there in life, I guess the uh, part two of this story mm. is that uh, this is from Forbes, this is from Paul Tassi. Uh, report, Sony could acquire Square Enix for PlayStation. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of the story to give you context of where this report came from. Uh, the report comes from the PS I Love You show, where Greg Miller says he heard that Sony is trying to acquire Square Enix, though so it's unclear what stage of the process may be happening and whether or not it will actually come to pass. And he says he take it with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah. And then this was also confirmed as a rumor by uh, Jeff Grubb as well. In his, uh, well, uh, Jeff Grubb also had to come
1: out and say, hey, man, this is what I heard. I'm yeah, not reporting yeah. on it because I don't trust this shit. And if you're taking exactly. my words, then you're an insane person. Watch. <laughs> Meanwhile, 10 threads about Sony. Enix. <laughs> right? Oh, this Jeff, shit is happening. <laughs> Jeff Grubb confirms.
0: <laughs> so with that being a rumor, um, what do you guys think? Sean, what do you think? Do you think you think Sony's gonna snap this up or you think Google's gonna jump in and be like, hey, we're Google, we got Stadia, we got we're Square Enix Stadia. If what you wanna see
2: Square shut down and yeah, let Google buy them. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, man. I'm trying to think how much Square games do I actually play though?
0: Final Fantasy, right?
2: Yeah, uh, but I mean I couldn't tell you all the lore and shit. I've only played but a few games. Um
0: as long as you spend the money, they don't care if you know the lore or not.
2: I mean, I'd be fine with it. I mean, they primarily focus their efforts on PlayStation consoles. I mean, yeah. it's well, a game. Well, that's,
1: that's the thing. Back during the, my latest prediction, it was me looking at the lineup of games that Square was currently pulling out, and 75% of them were PlayStation exclusive with no conversation when this was coming to Xbox. I think I made the out the version at the beginning of the year that it's been over years since Final Fantasy VII Remake had been out, And while it came out on PC, I believe there was absolutely no word or conversation of when that game was coming to Xbox, which was a big call for conversation when that game came out. And so there's still no
0: word on when it's coming for Xbox or if it's coming for Xbox.
2: It'll be a world exclusive at the Game Awards. Hey,
1: (laughs) it's one of those things where to me, I'm not trying to tell Sony how to to do their business. Mm -hmm. What do I know? I'm literally in my, in my room with my video game paraphernalia speaking to an audience of maybe a couple hundred people, maybe a couple hundred people about my thoughts on how Tony should run their business. I am not an expert, even though if this does happen, I predicted it a year and a half ago. Wait,
0: wait, 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 stop. Avery, you're wearing an I'm an expert shirt. So, like, obviously you know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Okay, no, no. So. Okay, first of all, first of all, Thanks to Mother's Day, we had to record this on a Monday and not our traditional Sunday night, which means I had to record this immediately after work, which means I'm wearing my work outfit.
2: Yeah, look at him. He got a pencil protector in his pocket.
0: How dare you? Wait, do you? No. Oh, he actually looked. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, okay, but back to when I was probably a bunch of bullshit to hedge my bet. So, like, if I, if I was mm-hmm. wrong, I could say, here, I said it with a grain of salt. I mean... If you were buying publishers and you were buying publishers for a backlog of content coupled with a cornerstone of the market, Square makes the best sense. Microsoft has gone yeah. out of their way yeah. to lock down Western RPGs. Like, unless Bioware or CD Project, or CD Projekt Red is making the uh, the game, you're not going to see a Western RPG on a PlayStation. Like, that's that's not happening anymore. So, yeah, yeah, so. Like- so if you were if you were trying to throw shots at Microsoft, who has always struggled in the Japanese market, there are three major parties to buy from. There is Capcom, but I think for the most part, I think Capcom is probably the more attractive all around, all, all covering your bases prospect of a yeah. Japanese studio. But I think is
0: I, Microsoft wouldn't buy Capcom because Sony owns Evo. And Capcom's biggest thing is Street Fighter. So that would probably...
1: I don't think that would stop. I don't think that would stop Microsoft. But I don't think... Yeah. One thing I did, I did a lot of research into this ages ago and trying to understand yeah. how it would work for a Japanese company to be acquired by a Western company. And I think there's a lot of actual, like, beyond, like, cultural bullshit of, like, a bunch of Japanese businessmen not wanting to sell their business to a Western business. There, I think there may be some, like, corporate legal stuff that may make that difficult. Yeah. So, like, I don't mm. think it's actually really easy for Microsoft to make a big, big purchase of a Japanese corporation. Yeah. True. But the thing we've always forgotten is Sony is a Japanese corporation that just happens to have a giant Western influence. So Sony doesn't have that issue, and Sony has a lot of inroads with all the Japanese publishers. But back to what I was originally saying about Capcom. There's Capcom, there's Sega. There's absolutely no value in Sega. Like, the only value you in... son bi- of a bitch, take that back. <laughs> yeah, just that radio... <laughs> <laughs> there are three pillars of sega's business model there is the atlas model which is thriving in business and i think the only thing of real value out of sega but guess what there's never been a persona game on xbox <laughs> i think i'm not even sure the persona fighting games came to xbox so i don't think whatever deal the playstation has with that they don't have to worry about that getting stolen anytime soon uh the sonic games are garbage like i've always said they were garbage Hey, hey, I hey think- we're making a comeback this year <laughs> I've, I've, I've always personally thought they were garbage. I think their track record has proved that they been garbage. I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of nostalgia running those games and I'm happy for the people who enjoy them but like, they're not an attractive thing. 2022 is our year. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the Yakuza Pillar. Yeah, Sean, go get them. <laughs> there's the Yakuza Pillar and I think the Yakuza Pillar is really interesting and it's had a big resurgence but someone who played Yakuza 1 like on PS2, like yeah, around 15 to... Th- Twelve years ago, that game took mm-hmm. a long time to get to the point where it's like, "Oh man, people are excited to play those games." Yeah, so it's like, yeah. back to my original thought before I went on this weird. Hey, hey, hey.
2: We might get a Shenmue Four announcement.
1: <laughs> boy, ain't no way. Boy, boy, ain't no way. Boy, boy, ain't no fucking way. That's it. that's never happening. That's absolutely <laughs> never happening. That's never happening. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I kickstarted started Shenmue oh, 3. Boy. I haven't even gone to my Kickstarter to redeem my copy of Shenmue 3. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> hey, you can get that to me. I'll play it. But no, uh, I think what Square oh, has man. always been great at is making RPGs. Like, yeah. straight up. and yeah. That's your if, bag. And then, like, Final Fantasy 7 Remake is one of the biggest games of all time. Kingdom Hearts, for, for whatever people say about it, every time the words are uttered. Everyone's excited for it. People pay attention. That's true. People pay attention. I think it complements their studios by giving them something that they don't necessarily have. And I truly think that if we also look at Square's output of all the garbage they just put out and don't care about, like The Quiet Man, Babylon's Fall, and uh, uh, what's it called? Balan Wonderland? Wonderland,
0: yeah.
1: PlayStation would succeed at... Just making sure those type of games don't come out.
0: True, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like they, they'd at least be able to be a, a stopgap to prevent that crap from infiltrating the market. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think Square Enix would be a good purchase for Sony. If anything, they'd be able to. A lot, I guess more aligned like Final Fantasy 16. Eh, no, I think Final Fantasy 16 is too late. Like if that's gonna come to Multiplat, it's gonna it's be multi
1: Is it just PlayStation? No, dude, every game for the next year of Major Square game is a PlayStation exclusive. With Yo. no war if it's <laughs> ever coming to Xbox. Like for so, like for spoken okay. uh, Final Fantasy 16, oh, yeah, yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. Seven Remake Part 2, like the only thing that might come multi-platform, and that's only if this deal has to come through in the next two years, is Kingdom Hearts 4.
0: Right, right. All right, well, I mean, this seems like a sure bet if Sony um, uh, grabs up Square Enix. But Also, uh, we-
1: Oh, my last thought, sorry. Also, okay. the library of PlayStation Square games would instantly mm-hmm. make the value of a PlayStation Now and its subscription services way better. Point.
0: That's a great point, yeah.
1: Like, old game is old, but if you tell me I can play Final Fantasy VIII with maybe trophies, you've got my subscription to the highest level.
0: (laughs) You hear that, Sony? You hear that? That's all you got to do. But yeah, uh, we want to hear from you, listener and viewer. Well, if you're listening to this, we ask that you jump onto the YouTube version of this so you can comment on how you feel about Sony Buying or potentially buying Square Enix because if it happens, it's going to be earth shattering. It's going to cause earthquakes. It's going to cause global warming more so than we've already done. It's going to be crazy. That's it's gonna, gonna, gonna be crazy, crazy, Avery. It's
1: not gonna be no, crazy. It's not, it's, not. it's not
0: gonna be crazy. But we have to let them believe that it's gonna be crazy so they can comment on our stuff.
1: I mean, Sony buying Epic would be oh. world shattering.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd also be insane. Oh, they'd have to get rid of Xbox or Fortnite on um, Xbox. Oh, we'll talk about no, that. Wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't.
1: They wouldn't touch that game with a 10 foot yeah. pole. Yeah, but, right but they would make it a lot more easier for PlayStation people to get perks for it. Yeah, that's true.
0: All right. Uh, before we jump into the next thing, Hey, you listener, it's it's me again. Uh, We ask that you please like this video, subscribe to the video and hit the notification button. We are so close to a hundred followers, followers, subscribers on YouTube. Once we get to a hundred, I think. Yeah, I think we get some kind of thing from YouTube, like a thumbs up or something. Anyways, we want that thumbs up. So all we have.
2: Here's what you do, followers. Mm-hmm. Go to Best Buy on all the open computers, log into YouTube, uh, make fake accounts, subscribe <laughs> right? to us, pull up, press X and start on every single screen you can find on Best Buy. And if there's a circuit city, some for reason, you know, still open there, you go there, too, and do the same.
0: Yeah. So please don't use your personal account when you do this, but okay. do this. But First don't of don't
1: all, this is me, Aby Williams, for personal plea. Do this. So we can hopefully start monetizing this and I can Uh, buy that super, super risque uh, statue of Tifa that's been going around the internet.
0: (laughs) So if you want Avery to have his perfect statue of Tifa. I'll I'll send it to you, Sean, so you can see what I'm talking about. (laughs) Please subscribe to our podcast and also like and then hit the notification button. Just, Just help us out. Help Avery out. You know, let black people succeed. All right. Um... Number two. Avery, go ahead and just just knock this out. Let me,
1: uh, let me just I just gotta send Sean a private message right quick, cause <laughs> I don't want people someone to come into this Discord and see some <laughs> wild shit.
0: <laughs> what are
1: y'all talking about on the podcast? <laughs> oh my. Okay. Yeah, so our next story actually still pertains to Sony, and it's actually, uh, well, it kind of makes the idea of Sony buying Square a little bit more interesting, uh, is that this is from uh, The Information, so okay, I didn't put the story in there, but someone did, from The Information, uh, this is from John Cisco. FTC opens inquiry into Sony's 3.6 billion Bungie gaming purchase.
0: Do you think he like thongs, John? Wait, what? I'm looking at the statue. <laughs> Is this, like, officially licensed?
1: <laughs> oh. oh,
0: okay.
1: I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I, I
0: mean. Wait, wait. Send it to me. I want to see. I <laughs>
1: okay.
0: want to talk about this story. No, so go,
1: go open my Discord. I okay. put it in my Discord. It's, like, the first thing in there. All right. <laughs> but yeah, this is from the information. So the uh, Federal Trade Commission has opened an in-depth this investigation of Sony's proposed $3.6 billion takeover of Bungie. Now, uh... I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! For context, so the people listening to this under our same. No, 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 context, no, no contact, no context. I, I are yeah, going to have to... No, I'm, I'm going to do it because it's a weird flex. Okay, so and <laughs> anyone who's played Guilty Gear uh, Strive knows there's a character named Jacko who has a very specific body pose that's just m- memetic and everyone knows it's on the internet. Just type in Jacko pose, you'll figure it out. That being said, someone made a super high quality statue of Tifa in that exact same pose. And if you understand Tifa's exact outfit, you understand what has happened with this design. But <laughs> so we're moving on. <laughs> It's very popular in Italy. In
2: Italy? <laughs> What's going on in Italy? Oh, my God!
1: Uh, okay, uh, Tangent, remember that Bunch story where someone trolls. played uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake porn of Tifa on, like, the world stage of Parliament? Yikes.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, Marcus, up. insert bust it wide open in here somewhere. <laughs> Back oh to the serious
1: God. topic at hand, <laughs> right? uh, from what I've read and uh, investigated through other people, most people, well, there are two mindsets. There's the, hey, man, video game acquisitions, like the arms race isn't going to be the arms race we think it is because at a certain mm. point, government regulatory bodies are going to get involved. Other people are like, this doesn't mean anything for Sony. This is just them trying to understand what all this shit is so that when people say Microsoft make giant ones, they have a more understanding of this. When I read this story, I was of the mindset, I don't understand how they could have a problem with the Bungie acquisition of $3.6 when it's literally just acquiring a studio for a large sum of money, and yeah. then not bat an eye when Microsoft acquires a publisher for nearly 70.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently so, they don't even have any power to stop it, so I mean... Yeah, so... Uh, Jeff Grubb on his cast, he actually gave some context for this and said, like, this is actually not that big of a deal. Like, if it was the Justice Department, this would be like, uh oh, something might be up. But, like, the FTC looking at this is kind of a normal thing. So, mm. more than likely, this will be fine. But the Microsoft deal is still probably. If anything was not going to pass, it would be the Microsoft deal just because they're acquiring another publisher with a bunch of studios in yeah. X,
1: y, and XY. Uh, to add, we're going to skip this story, but to that point, the fact that New York City has sued Activision and is mm. purporting some malpropriety in their selling to uh, Microsoft could cause further issues in regards to that deal, even though it's been approved by all parties involved.
0: Right. Yikes. Mm.
1: Okay, next story is uh, from PC Gamer. This is from Jorge Jimenez. Xbox has helped Fortnite sneak its way back onto iPhones. So, uh, essentially, uh, xCloud, Microsoft's streaming platform for uh, its Play Anywhere ecosystem, now runs Fortnite for no cost. And essentially, if you run that app, and that app is available on all mobile markets, so essentially, while there is no dedicated Fortnite app, your Fortnite connected to your Xbox Live account can now be played on your phone, which means, hey, everyone, got an iPhone? Download... Uh, yes. Or X Cloud. X Cloud, and you got Fortnite again.
0: Yep, which is really, really cool. Like, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things that this is just another great move by Microsoft for the consumer. But, mm-hmm. like, do you, do you... You have to pay for xCloud, right?
2: I was just trying to work that out in my head. I think it's free I, to just download, and I, think I guess they are free to play games.
1: I, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there are. I, from what I can tell, and uh, Jordan, when you come back hopefully soon, you can fact check me on this as the master of the entire Xbox ecosystem. I'm pretty mm. sure the way XCloud works is you need to be a Game Pass subscriber at a certain tier. Unless like uh, like games you own, I think you can have access to. Actually, I don't. I have no clue how x works. It's,
0: it's uh, it's XPass. It's X Pass it's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate that okay, has yeah. cloud gaming, okay? It, so. so, yeah, so like it does cost money, yeah.
1: But I know for a fact that with Fortnite, they are allowing it for free, so you don't uh, need to actually be a subscriber, you just need okay. to download it. And I think yeah. they're hoping everyone who played Fortnite on their phones downloads this with X Cloud, see x cloud, and so I was like, oh, I can play X, Y, and Z also exactly. on my phone. Yeah. The only difference is that. I'm not sure how the streaming for xCloud is going to work when it can literally just be the Fortnite game that was already designed to be run on your phone. Or is it yeah. stream- or is it or is it actually streaming the Xbox version of it?
0: Oh, good point versus the mobile version. <laughs> You're not
2: yeah. winning no games for that thing. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess it depends on the overhead of xCloud. Like if that's going to be super intense and you have to do that.
1: That's cool. Yeah. As cool as the story is. I definitely want to see what's going on in the cell phone uh, manufacturers uh, who kicked Fortnite off their platforms and be like, how they're going to react to this.
0: Yeah, what is Apple going to do?
1: Like, I would kick XCloud. cloud.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be the obvious thing to do, but, like, I, I, yeah, that, that that's gets another, weird. Like,
2: that's another court case. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did Microsoft have phones?
2: Not anymore. They did <laughs> at they some did, point. Man. They had Microsoft uh, Windows Mobile at one point. Mm. It just died out.
1: It's an interesting. It's an interesting. Oh, case. you know
2: what? They do have phones that they make, but they run Android. They have the Microsoft Duo, which is an ugly ass dual screen folding oh. sob, whatever. But yeah,
1: yeah that, it, that's a that's, that's a very complicated court case that I am, I am not equipped to talk about or discuss in any <laughs> <laughs> authoritative form.
0: I'm just. We need Absodixa here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but Avery, tell us what you can talk about.
1: Oh yeah! So this is a story that's near and dear to me and Sean's heart, and since it's a relatively slight news week, and it's the two of us on this podcast plus DJ, we're going to turn this into an episode of Apex Legends podcast again. And we're <laughs> we're here to talk about Apex Legends Season 13 trailer introduces Newcastle and giant new monster. This is from Austin Goslin from Polygon. Uh, so yeah, we are. Uh, oh, it's this the weird time travel that we exist in. Tomorrow, which is going to be the previous Tuesday, that you listen to this, Apex Legends Season 13 will have come out with its new legend, new castle, its new revamped storm point, uh, a new reworked rank system, and a whole bunch of uh, bug fixes and changes to the game. I cannot believe I'm 13 seasons into Apex Legends, and I also cannot believe that that game has gone from the game, I think at a certain point when I was still on the podcast, I'm like, 60 people in your game? That's not a fucking... (laughs) That's not battle
0: more? Battle. Royale. <laughs> but, like,
1: I was still operating off the PUBG in my head. I'm like, that's not yeah. a battle royale. You, you need more. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going like, 60 people it's sweaty shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can only imagine. They should do that as a limited time uh, mode. It's mode, yeah. So, so uh, people just to see all the chaos.
1: So Sean, how do you feel about Newcastle now that we've seen him?
2: What happened to his stash? Oh, the issue
1: is there's two people. They released the, the trailer. And then they released mm. a Newcastle uh, Tales from the Outlands trailer for him, which reveals that the Newcastle that we all see and all the fucking art and stuff is a completely different guy to the one who can get into the game. Okay. The one we get into the game is Bangor's brother, who's shaved off all his facial hair to look more like the old one.
2: Foolishness, though. Fire for that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm excited to try to play him. Um, but once again, I have to wait until tomorrow. I should call out sick.
1: I, like my thing with Newcastle, whose abilities are threefold, his passive ability is that he can drag a downed player across the battlefield. And when he's dragging them, his own knockdown shield will be used to protect them during the being dragged. So he can literally to further drive lifeline into the the garbage trail, where she belongs. <laughs> essentially he has her old res shield because what we also learned that if you have self revive, you can revive yourself while he's dragging you
2: I'm getting dragged.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, so I don't know, that's, but um,
0: that's the thing that never happened before. No, uh,
2: they used to have Lifeline where, in the very, very beginning of the game, she would revive you, and she would have a shield that would just block you from shooting them. And then at some point, they removed the
1: shield. Well, they altogether. Well, uh, I believe they he made looks it like so, Robocop. Yeah, they made it. Yeah, he does. Uh, they made it so lifeline didn't have to physically be on you when she was reviving you and then what they found at the highest levels of apex what would end up happening is people would willfully let their uh teammates get down and take 1v1v1s against people who were unable to get through this unbreakable shield and they had like the the uh, like it was just this weird thing i can show you clips of just like players just taking uh, consistent one V ones against people trying to kill them while they're a lifeline and they're on their dead teammate. So I think they, mm. they nerfed that and they got rid of the shield and now she can revive multiple people at once, but with no shield, which results in my favorite thing. and Why I hate lifeline players is lifeline. Do not revive me in the open. <laughs> Let me crawl <laughs> to safety. Then you can do your revive thing.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, and then he has a, also a tactical like, uh, I want to say, Reinhardt kind of where you can throw down a shield and it can move, but the top half of it is breakable. Mm. Um, I wanna, I don't think they've shown if that's affected by anything as well. I think that just has a set, set of health. If it's not affected
1: by it, crypto utility, then they're fucking trolling. Because if someone who plays uh, uh, Gibraltar, that is fucking infuriating. And then mm. his uh ultimate is a very weirdly designed move and uh, this is one of those things i need to like test out its actual utility because i think it could be cool but also i think it could be really fucking dumb is that he jumps into the air it's either cool or dumb <laughs> he jumps in the air drops like a does like a body slam to the battlefield and then he instantly creates a like at least one level fortnite high style fortnite style fortress in front of him that's yeah. kind of cool
2: he it jumps it's, about the distance of Ash's teleport, apparently. Like, you can jump that far with it. I've been watching people who have used uh, edited copies, hacked copies, or whatever on YouTube of them testing his stuff.
1: My issue is that, as cool as it is, he very much feels like a character who can't be used solo. Like, he's a defensive legend, but he doesn't feel like a defensive legend that you can run as a solo defensive legend. Like, you'd have to run like another defensive legend, like probably a caustic with him to like get the full utility of his kit because you could easily
0: saying is like all this stuff is defensive right isn't there's no real offensive moves that he has
2: well yeah i would say he probably could it would just depend on your gun skills
1: it's it's very i think it's very situational uh Mm. okay so a big conversation that me and sean are having is hey i'm a gibraltar main i like to throw cover for my brother's Like, that's my thing. (laughs) Gibraltar has been broken for like 10 seasons of Apex in which, like,
2: they made him better than Lifeline at one point. (laughs) I
1: I think still better than Lifeline. But that's 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 a different conversation that we can be having here. But the issue of Gibraltar is at the highest level, he's got like a 75 percent pick rate. Okay. in all these maps, like, there's so much open area, there's so much lack of defensible cover that, like, you need his dome, which is his tactical, just to survive and reset and do all these things.
0: Does that move? The dome doesn't move, right? Dome doesn't move. No. Okay. But Newcastle's
2: tactical shield does move, and I think you can pull it behind you as well. They'll give you behind
0: cover. Interesting. But, like, his, his alt doesn't move, though,
1: right? No. No. Okay. I mean, so, until somebody
2: finds some weird, screwy glitch.
1: Okay. So why I'm bringing up Gibraltar in this conversation is that like, Hey, as a Gibraltar main, there are only two counters to the dome in the entire game. Like active counters. There is Maggie's tactical, which is we've discovered is kind of useless because unless you're really smart, just shooting Maggie's tactical at a Gibraltar in a dome doesn't really do anything. Cause Gibraltar can just literally walk to the other side of the dome. And like, you're still not hitting him because his dome's impenetrable. Or Crypto EMP, which will just take out Gibraltar Dome and leave you out in the open. But no one fucking runs Crypto because it's not a fun pair to play at a low level. <laughs> but my thing with Newcastle is I think he has the same problem that Rampart has in that I'm pretty sure good grenades will instantly fuck a New Castle. And then
2: I don't think the bottom half of the shield is destructible. It's just the top half.
1: I'm just saying like arcing a grenade around oh.
0: it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't you just com- throw a grenade into it because it's like a dome, right? Or a circle. Well, you can do that with the top half once again.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you yeah. can easily sky Nade a Newcastle shield.
2: Everybody's not good at that.
1: Figure it out. Uh, and then and then in terms of like comparing his ultimate to Gibraltar's ultimate, Gibraltar's ultimate will fucking work in Newcastle because his tower shield, his big tower thing doesn't have a top. So it doesn't protect you from from actual yeah. things raining down upon you. Right. So, like, if I see a Newcastle out in the open, I'm just going to throw my ult at him, and he's just going to have to leave his defensive cover.
0: Which, so is it possible that his shields just have more health or something?
1: Well, Gibraltar's shield doesn't have... Like, you can't destroy it. You can shoot it forever with all the ammo in the world, and it's not going to get broken. You need a okay. Crypto EMP to destroy it.
0: Interesting.
1: I think he's going to go the way of uh, Ash, and go the way of uh, Seer, in that those characters really on mechanical level feel like alternatives to both bloodhound and wraith mm-hmm. but they don't feel like they replace them for the most part mm-hmm. gotcha. so it's going to take people really figuring out like the macro micro bullshit of this character to make him like really strong but i'm on the mindset that you're still going to see a lot of Gibraltar's. probably you're going to see if you see someone running newcastle you're running it seriously not like we're trolling we don't give a shit about our comp really we're gonna probably see him running with a Cossack or maybe a rampart or more probably a gibraltar
0: okay listener let us know how you feel about this new newcastle person you know because i i'm obviously caught up on my apex and i know all the all the people
1: all the, also all shout out to iffy and wild Way, achievement hunter friend uh college humor dropout friend just all in all cool black dude on the internet uh don't look up at twitter unless you want to watch someone who's super horny on main just <laughs> for no real reason i will send you a quote that literally man. i don't comment on any post on twitter because who am i but he wrote something so so like Laker. great yes i'm just like bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bro, come on now Go beat off before you start posting stuff like that. <laughs> Somebody um, call Spectacular Otter
1: Oh my god, yeah, it's so fucking funny But yeah, so he, he's been working with the Apex team For at least uh, three to six months He's one of the writers of Respawn And he I guess he was the lead in terms of building Newcastle as a character Oh, that's awesome Yeah, so that's pretty that's much cool. all the Newcastle writing And lore yeah. and character stuff That's all him
0: Yeah, that, that's cool All right. Uh, Well, with that being said, and before we jump into our next section, we have a word from our sponsors. What's good, y'all? Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure that you keep getting the best laughs, latest news and most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, then tell 3 people about the podcast. Could be strangers, friends, loved ones, hated ones, your uncle Jim, I don't know. Every little bit helps. And after you've done that, please follow us on Facebook at pressx number 2 start. Instagram at pressx number 2 start. Twitter at pressx number 2 s and YouTube at pressx to start tv. And if you've already done all this, well done. Platinum Trophy achieved. And we are back. And now it is time for us to talk about the games we have been playing. So, Sean, what have you been playing? Wow. I went
2: back to playing Sifu. Now that they released uh, Student Mode or Weenie Hut Junior Mode. (laughs) No, I don't belong in the Salty Spittoon. I'm in Weenie Hut Jr. And I beat it on the first try. Hey, look at you. Congratulations. Mind you, it's still hard. (laughs) It's still hard. Like, the final boss, you can't use any focus moves on him. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you can sweep a lot of people either. Um, Oh, man. So I still struggle through it. But there was a... Feature, or I don't know if this was option before, I think, um, I mean, I'm guessing there's a new option when you're at those dragon statue checkpoints, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think you could spend XP to reset your death counter to zero. You could always do that.
1: You could always do that.
2: Well, with this one, you can set your age back five years. Oh, okay. That's Um, super helpful,
0: actually.
2: Yeah. So I've been doing that kind of, but, um, I'm. Trying to slowly go back through it and uh, get the platinums and what have you. Okay. That's pretty So I'm cool. taking my time working my way through that. Um, Apex Legends, of course, on the off season. I've already completed a battle pass, but um, it's almost like how I used to play Spelunky sporadically. I have to play Apex. I have to purge. You have to purge. Um, and then I'm playing this mobile game called Matchmasters. I do not know why. It's like a match three, but you're playing against people. Oh, that's pretty and, cool. And um, I'm trying to find out the player count because as of last night before the new season ended, I think I was like rank 190 something thousand. Oh, a thousand. Oh. Out, of, out of a couple, however many million people play this. So yeah. I'm in the top 200,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I played it like nightly before bed until I fall asleep.
0: Okay, that's I, I ain't
2: playing much or nothing. Nothing's out. I'm I'm still dabbling in GTA Trilogy. I may get back to Elden Ring at some point. I don't know. I'll okay. treat Elden Ring like I do a Breath of the Wild.
0: I'll get to it <laughs> eventually. One day mm. <laughs> when the PS6 comes out, I had my fun. <laughs> All right. Um, as for me, I'll talk about the games that I've. Uh, dabbled in and then i'll talk about my heavy hitter so i started up i played the tutorial for uh tribes of midgar Mm. um it's all right it's eh, it feels like a very b tier kind of top down hack and slash kind of in the essence of like a diablo but the Mm. art style is um Viking-ish. Uh, it's kind of like Borderlands, actually, the art style. Well, I mean, it's, it's less
1: from Gearbox. Oh, it's.
0: Oh, uh, it is. So shaded kind of. Yeah, yeah. So is that it, makes sense. Is it multiplayer. It's multiplayer. Yeah. But it's not. Maybe I need to play with it longer to find the fun. But I spend about. <laughs> <laughs> I spent about 30 minutes. <laughs> i spent about 30 minutes in the game it was just like all right this is kind of a eh, meh like maybe i might come back to it and see if like it gets better but yeah that's that um i jumped into slave Spire because sean was uh gushing over it and i was like you know what i'm gonna try this thing and i <laughs> i started the game up because i just had no idea what this game was about i was like oh am i fighting the two characters on the screen and, like, halfway through the first battle, I realized, like, oh, the person on the left is me. That's my character. I'm finding the person on the right. I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. I ended up playing this game all the way through the first level, fought the first boss, and then, like, started playing some of the second level. And it was a thing of, like Sean was saying, like, the game is so uh, addictive. And it's, like, the combat is pretty simple. But it's a, I should explain what the combat is. It's a card-based combat system where it's like kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! in a way, or like, you know, Pokemon card game, like that kind of thing where each card does a different thing. Like some cards can do a status element. Some cards can like heal you or or increase your defense or whatever. It's that kind of stuff. But it's really fun. And it was a free game. So if you have any interest in any of the words I just said in the last, two and a half minutes. It, it's too it late out. for them to try to. Uh, if you don't. Uh, oh.
2: Like oh. I said, DJ, yeah, you we're in a
0: time warp. we're in a time right, work. You're right. Yeah, we worked. Dang, Sorry. Friend. I mean, I, I
2: mean, I try to encourage everybody to just claim everything. That's freaking true. Freaking thing every month. I mean, you never Man. know when you
0: just like I need something to play. Let me just look through my library. Where the passions take you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I talked about it on a previous podcast about wanting to jump back into Ghost of Sashina. And I was like, bet, now's my time because I just beat the game that I'm about to talk about. So I'm like, all right, let me do this. So I went to the store and I was like, all right, I remember that there's a director's cut. I need to download the director's cut. So I went to download the director's cut. It was about like 20 something dollars or something like that because I had the PS4 version. I did have the PS5 upgrade or whatever. So I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima yet. I just downloaded this director's version and I'm seeing everywhere PS4 version, PS4 version, PS4 version. PS4 version. I'm like, But I thought the director's cut had the PS5 upgrade into it. So this is a to be continued story because once I boot up Ghost of Shima, I'm going to find out whether or not this upgrade thing is a real thing. And I'll let you guys know. And either I'll come back with tears or I'll come back with tears of joy. So you'll find out. Hmm. But uh, Hmm. speaking of tears slash tears of joy, I beat Elden Ring. Nice avery set the challenge and i said i will meet that challenge and i will conquer this game and i have become the elden lord of fuck if i know i it was just it was the default ending because i was going to uh marry the doll girl and i was just yeah i was going through the end i was like oh crap i didn't finish her quest but i was just like Fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going, I'm just going to become the Elden. I think I'm the the ring of the Elden Lord of dust or something.
2: Cause you're not that cute. And your hair is uneven. You look dusty.
0: Ha ha. You dusty. I thought dust. I think it's dust. Cause I use the, the curse. mark. Mo- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
1: Whoa, whoa, anyway. whoa, 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 whoa. You wait, you use the cursed, uh, glyph for the uh, ending. Maybe. The one, I think. The, the one you get from the loathsome dung eater.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. I, uh I, I think I might have used the one that I got from Thea, doing that quest.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, uh, that one's okay. I, yeah, that one's I okay. I didn't do the dung eater one. Okay, go. Cool. Dung eater one is yeah. fucked.
0: Really?
1: <laughs> I like there. There have been bad characters in Souls games, but I've never met yeah. a character like the the gloves of dung eater who like just everyone just straight up hates.
0: Yikes! <laughs> but yeah, um, I uh, you know uh, we're. we're I don't, we're not gonna do like a, a formal review on Elden Ring, right? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, it's it's whatever. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. i could always talk I, more I, Elden Ring, but we, it's what it's, right, it's it's right. literally it's based on. Do we have time to wrangle cats to put together a review?
0: <laughs> That's also true. And by the time we do that, it's gonna be even further from the Elden Ring hype. And well, I don't know if the Elden Ring hype has stopped yet, but um, okay. but yeah. Overall, um. I had a good time with the game. Like you know, there was points that I've you know talked about in the cast that kind of bugged me, like here and there. Like there was things that were kind of asymmetrical when it comes to balancing that it was kind of annoying. But I I stuck through all of that and I beat the game. Um, I am here to say that the what's her name? Millennia, Millennia, Melina, mm-hmm. Katana, Millennia. Millennia, Millennia. There you go. Um, I beat her in five tries, so that makes me a Elden Lord in real life. How about Beautiful. that, other gamers out there? See me in <laughs> Uh But yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's hard to talk about this game, so I'm just going to say it was a good game. I, I enjoyed it. It is not my game of the year, but it's going to be probably in my top ten. There you go. That's the things that I've been doing since the last time I talked to you. People's Avery, tell us okay. the things that you've been doing. So since the last time you talked to these people's.
1: Well, uh, last time I talked about trying a couple of games and I made a plan to platinum a couple of games that never happened, uh, one because <laughs> one because DJ just refuses to just download. <laughs> uh this is going to we're going to ha- I'm going to have to retrade like every week, but it's whatever others, because uh, hey, Avery, Ring- you
0: should know you should know that death loop is before Ghost of shiva in, in my game library. so it's very possible i scroll through it not even thinking about it like
1: i just want this trophy <laughs> i it was what's even more sad about the death loop trophy and all this time i've waited to just achieve it with dj i could have just spent the time actually getting good at the game and getting the trophy but i'm just like <laughs>
0: That's not funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) Me forgetting is way more funny.
1: But Yeah, Elden Ring has broken me when it comes to games. And like, Mm. I I still I'm still chasing the high of playing Elden Ring and and playing a (laughs) Souls game. And like, do I go back and get the platinum and Bloodborne? Do I even remember how to play Bloodborne? Yeah, I remember how to play Bloodborne, but do I have the time to do fucking 20 challenge dungeons? I don't know. Uh, so. That being said, Valorant, I hop into Valorant every new path just to see what's new, so like I can understand what's going on in the Valorant comp scene. And so when I start talking about scaling and trading and using utility and exploring the extremities, like, I actually know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh-huh. But, yeah, they released their new character, Fade, who is a... Uh, for non-Valorant players, he is what they call an initiator whose entire job is to set up duels and fights in the uh, Valorant. She's a really cool character in terms of like, I think one, one of the things I love about Valorant and I wish more games would do Apex to a certain extent, where like when you select a character, they have their own specific character animation that like sort mm-hmm. of gives you a little bit of their personality. Like, if you look at the first eight characters of Valorant, it's not, you're not getting much. Like, I, I, I'd say Phoenix has, like, a really cool animation where he, like, he pops his collar, does this little Phoenix hmm. fire thing, and then, like, looks himself in the mirror to, like, you know that, oh, he, he's a pretty boy, he likes him so pretty. But then, if like, if you play Sova, all he does is take out his bow and look at the camera. Meanwhile, Fade fucking falls out of reality, covers the world in nightmare, and then just starts playing with her demon balls. Um, phrasing? It's like, oh, this character's fucking cool. Uh... <laughs> that's why one thing i will always say about Valorant. Valorant is the mm. only game that if you just want to say you're cool say you play valorant because right. everything about that game like every one of the characters i do really like the art style in that game yeah every character for the most part when they come out in the design i'm like oh this character's just cool this character is cool chamber his weird french accent is cool but long story short her entire stick that she manipulates yeah
2: i was just gonna say you're an old man now is it cool uh, you, you got your ears on the street. You talking to the kids? And if so, why are you talking to kids?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we got him <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I don't talk to Trent seventeen years old, and, and that's, I'm not talking to Trent, or I'm not talking to seven either. They're children. I'm not going to talk to them. But hey, hey, James the Wisdom Cobb is an old man. I can talk to Hayes.
0: <laughs>
2: How do you do, there, fellow kids?
1: <laughs> right. but yeah, uh, the thing Valorant does with the power system is that there are mutants in the game and they're called radiants and they have superpowers. Fade is a mutant or a radiant whose ability is to manipulate nightmares and she uses that to uh, to gather information. And so she sort of fills the same role that Sova does, except that she is more she's more disruptive in that like I wouldn't say you can use Fade as a duelist. But she's easier to support other characters on with than Sova, where it's yeah. like, I, I can shoot you a dart, but it makes sense for me to shoot the dart all the way from the other side of the map and not be right next to you shooting it. Well, Faye is just yeah. like, I, uh, Radiant Jet, you're gonna dash into sight, I'm gonna shoot my fucking dog out, it's gonna tell you where the opponent is and you're gonna kill him. And like, there's a GG, she's a really cool, oh. she's a really cool character, and I can't wait to see how the meta shifts with her in the lineup.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that has been the things that we have been playing. Well, with that being said, I think we are at that point where we are going to wrap this uh, big turkey up. We hope you enjoyed the episode as so much as you enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate interviews on your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification button on your favorite YouTube channel. That's us. Again, we are at 88 subscribers. I keep jumping on the subscribers thing um we need your support fellow listener fellow viewer to get to 100 subscribers it's not a lot it's really not a lot in the grand scheme of things i mean like ign has like 4.8 million subscribers like a hundred you know come on just just help, us, help us even i'm subscribed exactly even avery subscribe i saw that recently i was like it took you long enough everybody okay (laughs) (laughs) with that being said uh fellow listener you you be safe you take care you wash your hands you have a great day and if you can't have a great day don't make any most day bad because i'll find you and i'll tickle you wait no octoblock
1: you went you went too far tickle you you went too far there yeah, DJ,
2: that's harassment. That's harassment. It that is
0: harassment, isn't and it? We, and we can't
2: afford a lawsuit.
0: No, no, I can't afford a lawsuit. Well, let me, Maybe we could get a work.
2: Cam to come out of retirement and
1: right? represent a
2: Cam and a Douglas.
1: Uh, Y'all see my lawyers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jail.
0: Y'all see my hitters? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, uh, you, you, you take care. Um, catch us on the next episode, you know, because we're always here. We're always here for you. And you can be here for us by just liking the goddamn YouTube thing, okay? Just do it. Just do it. Bye.
2: Later, Gator.